Welcome to Legal Toolkit, bringing you the latest legal trends and business initiatives to help you manage your law firm with your host, Jared Correa. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the award-winning Legal Toolkit podcast here on the Legal Talk Network. If you were looking for Amelia Earhart, check with the coconut crabs. Oh, I watch way too many nature documentaries with my son. So, hey, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Uh, If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. And if you're Sean McVay, it's probably time to diversify the offense. As always, I'm your show host, Jared Correa. And in addition to casting this pod, I am the CEO of Red Cave Law Firm Consulting, which offers subscription-based law practice management consulting services for law firms, bar associations, and legal vendors. Check us out at redcavelegal.com. I'm also the COO of Gideon Software, Inc., which offers chatbots, a first-to-market chatbot builder, and predictive analytics created specifically for law firms. Find out more at www.gideon.legal. You can listen to my other other podcast, The Lobby List, a family travel show I host with my wife, Jessica, on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and comment. But here on the Legal Toolkit, we provide you twice each month now with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to build a better podcast. This is all very meta. But before I introduce today's guest, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or online at www answerone.com. That's www.answer1.com. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. We would like to thank our sponsor, Thomson Reuters Firm Central cloud-based legal practice management that streamlines your day and automates non-billable administrative tasks so you can accomplish more with less. TimeSolve is the number one web-based time and billing software for lawyers. Providing solutions since 1999, TimeSolve provides the most comprehensive billing features for law firms big and small. www.timesolve.com without the E. -E T-I-M-E-S-O-L-V.com. My guest today is Tim Barron. Tim is the Law Help NY Program Manager at Pro Bono Net. Prior to working with Pro Bono Net, Tim was the Chief Marketing Officer at Good To Be Social, and prior to that was the Content Director for Rocket Matter. Before even that, he owned and operated Barron CLE, a continuing legal education consultancy. And I'm proud to say that I've known Tim long enough that I wrote most of that from memory with just a tiny bit of help from LinkedIn. So Tim, welcome back to the big show. (laughs) Thank you, Jared. It's good to be chatting with you again. It's been too long. I don't think we've done a podcast for like a few years at this point. We should make it a more regular thing. It's been a long time. I agree. Way too long. I know. And you know what? In that intro, it's been quite a journey. But, you know, what I, the majority of time I've spent in any one gig was as a law librarian. And it's really interesting that after you've gone through many sort of paths along the journey, that that's almost left behind. (laughs) (laughs) Should I have mentioned law librarian? Now I feel bad. Ah, don't feel bad. (laughs) All right, I'll try to get over it. (laughs) All right, everybody. So we've got Tim Barron here, former law librarian, and we're going to talk about podcasting. 
So Tim, you're probably like the biggest podcast fan I know. I think you probably listen to more podcasts than anyone I've ever talked to. So I, I think we always talk about this whenever we talk on the phone. So tell me on a podcast in this very meta setting, what are the three best podcasts you're listening to right now? Aside from this one, of course, and <laughs> this does not even have to be legal related. Spread your wings. Three best podcasts. Go. The three best podcasts. How about my three favorite podcasts? Okay, that works. So far? <laughs> Does that work? That works. You know, I remember the last time we chatted. I mean, it's, it had to be a couple of years ago. And mm -hmm. uh, at the time, I was subscribing to about 30 podcasts. Um, Seems like a lot. I've subscribed to, I mean, I would say hundreds over the years. But over the last year or so, since last year anyway, I'm, I'm starting to sort of Marie Kondo my inputs. <laughs> and um, I still haven't and, seen that on Netflix. Everyone's <laughs> oh, you have to watch check it, it out. Oh, you have to check it. The book is even better. Really? Um, okay, so that so that means you're cleaning out your podcasting. So I am cleaning out my podcasting. So I am down, and it's not because I don't like podcasts, but because I'm trying to control, like, like slow down my the way that I consume information. Yeah. And part of that is just listening to too many podcasts and, and really controlling my inputs, as they say. That said, I, I, I do have to have a caveat before I even talk about favorite podcasts because different people look for different things from podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, the one thing I don't look to from podcasts is entertainment, right? I, I, oh, I go to Amazon Prime, I go to Netflix, unless okay. it's your podcast, Jared. Which is very entertaining, I know. Yes, <laughs> which is very entertaining. So that caveat, my top three right now is the Ezra Klein show. I don't know if you listen to that, but... I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, but I may or may not have a nerd crush on him. <laughs> oh, you can say that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you, can you describe the show a little bit? Because yeah. I guarantee you that the podcast you listen to, I probably have not listened to. Well, his show's been on for a, a, a number of years. Okay. And he is a news and political junkie. And he started, young guy, and he started Vox Media. Oh, and, yeah. Vox. Um, of Vox Media. And it's just a different way of thinking about the news hmm. and what he does is have like guests that are super super interesting he had you know cal newport the the author um who wrote his recent book is about along the lines of controlling infants and oh my god um, I'm, you're, gonna, you're gonna show everybody how, how lacking in culture i have. I, have no, <laughs> I thought you were making that name up no, no. <laughs> um, so what he does, and what, is, and what I like about podcasts is that you take one topic, you have a guest, and you go really deep on it, and you really pummel your guests on that topic. So mm. your guests, have, they have to be, Ezra Klein is, I don't know how he does this, he has to have a photographic memory, but he goes really deep on any subject. Like he'll read five books in preparation for oh, wow. a podcast Jeez. and really, and, and pull quotes out of it. So I really, really enjoy his podcast. Mm -hmm. Another one that I like is Preet Bharara's hmm. podcast. Yep. But the one thing I don't like about that is he goes on for about 15 minutes before getting to the guest. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've no listened to podcasts like that. You're not a fan of that. No, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Um, Tim Ferriss, he, he sort yep. of does the same. The first five minutes of his podcast are all ads and then the next... 15 minutes, it's all this like chatting and then mm. boom, the guests. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm turning in because I like not just what you say, but how you get guests to interact with you yeah. to get a new take on some of these subject matters. So 
Um, but still, I'm still giving um, Preet the benefit of the doubt, and I just fast forward. <laughs> I, I know to go to the 15 minute mark and then start. Oh, well, there you go. That's a good strategy. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. And our, the third, I'm going to say a law podcast, and it's uh, Bob. You, you don't Brody. have to. You don't have to. I know I don't have to, but his, because I'm only listening to eight right now. And, gotcha. and I'm gotcha. even cutting it back further. Yep. So if you if you get into the top three, that's a lot of pruning for me. Because I, I know that's pretty good. You make the top eight, then you make the top three. <laughs> but then I have a really quick hook on podcasts. So Bob, <laughs> I mean, the one a couple of reasons why I like Bob's podcast. Yeah, so is, Bob's podcast is Law Next, right? Is that what it's called? Law yes. Next, and I know he's been on the Legal Talk Network before. Yep. But of course, I I mean, I respect him. I love him. I know him, and. He's done it for such a long time and he does it so beautifully, right? The way he's able to get guests and the way he writes about technology and he does it in a really insightful way, but yet a very respectful way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're practically neighbors, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he could be in the bushes outside my house right now. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but we live very close to each other. I know he lives in a very picturesque part of Massachusetts. Yes, I didn't know yes. that. You were similarly privileged. There are very <laughs> few non-picturesque parts of Massachusetts, but That's I digress. Good point. Good point. Um, but even with Bob, Bob's podcast, even with a podcast, top three podcast, yep. I don't listen to every episode. If I see, mm. if, if it's a topic that I really like, gotcha. um, if it's a, if it's a uh, guest that I really like, I'll listen. Gotcha. So can we recap those? Can you give us the top three quickly again? Yes, because I talk so much about them instead of saying the top three. One is the Ezra Klein show. The second one is Preet Bahar's show. I don't even know the name of it. I just call it the Preet Bahar show. <laughs> People will find and, it. And the next one is, uh, the number three is Bob Ambrose's Law Next. So, usually like this question is like my icebreaker question. Like, how many podcasts do you listen to? Which ones do you like the best? But we've known each other for so long, we broke the ice like 15 years ago. So... Let's just talk about podcasting. So I want to know from you, like not specific podcasts necessarily, but what to your mind makes a great podcast? Like what does that formula look like? So are you talking about... <laughs> oh, you're turning around on me to ask me a question. See, yeah. This I know you're a law librarian. Okay, hit me. Yeah. Are you talking about like what I look for when choosing a favorite podcast or... What should someone go about considering Ooh. when looking to create a podcast of their own? We'll get to that second question. So let's start with what do you look for in a great podcast? I look for something that aligns with my interest. So it could be a topic or an author. Or when I say an author, and that would be a guest on the show, right? Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And if one of those two... Um, are on the show that makes me interested in the show. Now, gotcha. in terms of podcasts that I so want... Per to, so it's personality-driven for you, a lot of it. It, re it really is. Yeah. And like I said before, I don't look for entertainment in, yeah. in a podcast. I look for what's my interest and how I can I gain some insight, some deeper insight and information about the topic or person. Gotcha. So, That's it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Other than personalities, what else do you look for in a great podcast? So it's not really great personality. I would say it's just a person or topic that I'm interested in. So it's two things I look gotcha. for, right? A topic yes. yeah. and something that I'm interested in or passionate about and that I want to learn more about. And it could be something work-related, right? It could be something like 
for instance, like project management, right? Yeah. In the yeah. legal space. Yeah. The exciting world of project management. No, no, I would listen to a podcast like that week <laughs> after week if someone would offer me tips yeah. on how to go about doing that in a real way. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe someone might want to, I'm really interested in the way tech works in the access to justice space hmm. to sort of close that gap of access to people that actually need help and can't afford it. And, but not just tech in general, right? Um, if someone would create like something niche on that, like, okay, what's the, how does nonprofit, nonprofits and let's say for profits and hybrid technology work together to provide the most benefit to, to, to helping to close that access to justice gap? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something I listen to all day. Gotcha. Now, yeah, yeah. That would only have five five listeners, but that would be five passionate, <laughs> right? The two of us, three other yeah. people. <laughs> so it's got to be interesting. It's got to be edifying. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, alternatively, like, what is a bad podcast for you, or bad traits of a podcast? So we already talked about you want to save the monologues for late night television, right? No podcasting monologues. Just get to the guests. Anything else turn you off about podcasts? Well, when the podcast becomes too chummy or maybe insular, so, you know, you, you are speaking to your audience, which may be familiar with some of the stuff that you're saying, but, you know, don't use the kind of jargon and acronyms and, you know, bring your audience into the conversation with you. Uh, I, there's so many uh, podcast hosts that I feel really like to hear themselves talk yeah. and, or prove that they're smart. And, and then they use the language um, around that. And it really alienates uh, the, the listener. And the other thing is be mindful of time. There are podcasts that go on for three hours. I stopped listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast because it goes on for like two hours and three hours. And some people say they listen to that. I'm like, what, what else do you do during the week? And it needs to be in digestible timeframes. I would listen to, I like podcasts that maybe even go on for over an hour if it's something I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. But things that go from like 40 minutes <laughs> to an hour, I, I, I view as good. And I can't stress this enough. And I know this is difficult for folks just starting out if they want to, if they want actually want to produce a podcast, but quality of sound. Yes. There, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. There is nothing that affects the substantive matter of a podcast, even regardless of how interested you are in it, than just horrible sound. Yes, you know, distracting, just, right? Bad yeah, sound is distracting. Very distracting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Uh, those are those are some good suggestions. So if you're doing those things on your podcast, podcasters, stop. So I've been at this podcasting game for a while now. I think I've been doing this for like twelve years or something crazy like that. So I was podcasting before podcasting was cool. But like it does take society at large a little while to catch up with me. But podcasts are like super popular right now. And I think, like, culturally, this thing started, like, when Serial came out. Like, everybody listened to that podcast. And now everybody's got a podcast, right? So, like, why do you think podcasts are so loved by people right now? And what do you think their staying power looks like? Like, how long do you think this trend takes up for? Well, podcasts are loved 
by it depends on who you're talking about. Well, maybe so not, maybe I, not grandmas, but you know, everybody else. <laughs> but I would say that it's loved by podcast hosts because, <laughs> which is everybody, right now? <laughs> because no, because advertising is flocking yeah. to, into the podcast realm. Yeah. But it lo- it, it's loved by podcast guests because of the the convenience. Uh, you know, if you have to turn on, right, everyone's cutting the cord mm-hmm. to, um, to cable. Yep. I mean, I haven't had cable in 10 years. Oh, and God bless you. I'm the last DirecTV subscriber in America. Yeah. <laughs> but I can still watch uh, Amazon or Hulu yep. or, Amazon, uh, or Netflix when I have the time. It's mm-hmm. convenient for me. Um, with podcasts, you take that to another degree, right? Because you don't, you don't have to look at it. You, you can just listen to it yeah. when you're in line at the grocery store, when you're driving um, uh, on a three-hour trip or when during your commute in the morning. Mm-hmm. It, I, so I feel it's the convenience of it. Yeah. And it allows someone to get into your space that you really adore. For instance, like Brian Stevenson is one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. And I yes, listen. Yes, you love Brian Stevenson. We've talked about I this. I really love Brian Stevenson. I mean, like, I, all, I've listened to everything that he has to say. I've met him a couple of times. Yeah. And, and the next month, I'm going out to Alabama to go and check out the museum that he built. Oh, nice. And um, I would listen to any podcast that has him on as a guest. Now, I wouldn't subscribe mm-hmm. to it, but I listen to the episode. You listen to that episode, and, yeah. And when I listen to it, not just with Brian, um, Brian Stevenson, but with, with someone who I've admired, someone who I respect, someone who I want to learn from, a guest, for instance. And they are on this podcast and they're having this conversation back and forth. And I get to access their process and their journey. I think that it, it just brings the people that you admire so close to you that you wouldn't ordinarily have an opportunity to learn about. This has been a good discussion so far. However, is that a, is that too deep? Well, we're getting a little too deep, so I'm going to cut it off and take a short break. Let's get back to the shallow end. <laughs> so, as I said, we're going to take a short break. Here are some things you should buy. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24 seven. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call yourself at 800-ANSWER-ONE or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. FirmCentral cloud-based legal practice management software for solo and small firms provides a single online location for all of the tools you need to manage client files and perform client work and offers unrivaled integration with Westlaw. With FirmCentral, you can securely store and organize documents and case files, manage time tracking and billables, and collaborate with clients through a secure client portal from anywhere there is an internet connection. Thanks for staying with us. Make yourself comfortable. I'm here talking with Tim Barron of Pro Bono Net. We're here podcasting about podcasting because apparently that's a thing now. So Tim, I'm going to try and say this without offending anyone, but like lawyers are somewhat humorless, are they not? <laughs> so like if you were a lawyer trying to launch a podcast, how could you do that in a way that was interesting? 
and I'm not asking for like, like what would be the viral lawyer podcast? Because I think we know that like true crime is a genre that's like exploding in podcasts and media generally. But like, what would make a, like the average lawyer's podcast interesting? I'm glad you asked, asked it that way. So not what would make a lawyer podcast entertaining. Yeah. Well, I, I learned my lesson from the first half of the show. I know what you're looking for in podcasts. I was <laughs> okay, listening the whole but, time. <laughs> but what would make it interesting? Because I think there are some folks that go on and this is their opportunity to perform that they've always harbored secret ambitions <laughs> for and it doesn't yeah. work. Right? So what would make it interesting is, and not just for a lawyer, but for anyone that wants to have a podcast, make it interesting for the audience that you want to access or that you want to speak to. So don't make it interesting for everyone, right? And that's huge. Once you identify who you want your audience to be, then that will allow you to really fine tune and hone what you are going to be talking about. Not just not, a, not even just the subject matter, but how you're going to format your, uh, yeah. your podcast. Um, do you mind if I share this, a, my, like a quick story? Yeah, I, I love story I, time. Hold on. I'm going to get my pajamas on. Go. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I started a podcast. Um, this was uh, a year ago. It's not, it's, I, I haven't recorded anything in a while. And I started one because I wanted to find out more about something I'm really interested in. And I thought the best way to do that is to talk to people who are in the sector, yeah. right? I wanted, to, I wanted to find out more about legal aid and access to mm -hmm. justice, what's being done in technology as it affects, um, as it relates to access to justice. I mean, even thinking about getting into that space where I'm in right yeah. now. And I thought, what is a good way to do that? Is it to have a Twitter conversation? Is it to have to start writing about it in the form of like questions as opposed to answers? Is it reaching out to people just arbitrarily and saying, could we have lunch or a conversation? And I thought, no, the best way to do that is to start a podcast and invite guests who I want, who I admire and I want to learn more about and from. And in thinking about that, that's how I structured the podcast, including the conversation and thinking about who is my audience? Is my audience going to be the person trying to get legal help? And then when you look at it, you know, without any user testing or surveys, you could say, no, that the first thing that people go to when they need legal help and can't afford it, it's not downloading a podcast episode, yeah. right? It's something yeah. else. And um, so then my audience is like, who is my audience? And I thought about the audience of one, the audience of me. And I wanted to learn more. I found these people interested, interesting. And that's how I, and that's how I made the podcast, in my view, interesting. And the feedback I got after every podcast episode, I'd go out and get feedback from a lot of people oh, that I trust. And then I'd hone, I'd change some of my styles. Someone would say, no, I want to hear more about their journey. Um, but you started off with what they immediately with the, with what they do, the mm. project, the project they're involved with. I wanted to learn more about their journey. And so 
a way to make your podcast interesting is to think about how to make it interesting to you, the mm -hmm. audience, right? That's make it interesting for you because it's something that you're passionate about and then expand that audience. No, I think that's great advice. And like, that's true of any marketing you would produce. Um, is that yeah. you have to be interested yeah. in it and passionate about it. And it's kind of cool that you started that podcast and then you ended up working in that area. I'm sure that is not a coincidence. Oh, Jared, it's not a coincidence yeah. at all. I knew I wanted to, in fact, when I was at my, um, the job before this, I asked them, I said, look, could I take a day off one, one day off per week? And I made it every Wednesday hmm. and, you know, pay me 20% less because that's, you know, I'm taking a day off uh, of five yep. days and I will just do something that on that day that I, that will shape the next path along this journey. And I knew, I knew what it was and it was, it was that podcast. It took me all those 24 hours to, to produce it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you answered this question partially, I think, but um, I think a reason a lot of lawyers would consider doing a podcast is not only because they're interested in doing it based on the subject matter, but also because they want to use it as a marketing tool of some kind. So is there a way to have like a mixed use podcast almost where you're like selecting an audience of either other lawyers who'll be able to refer cases to you or clients who could potentially work with you directly and still enjoy what you're doing? Like, how do you think one would like walk that tightrope? So I think a, lo a lot of lawyers forget that, that they have more than one persona out there that they want to uh, appeal to or to address or to get known by. And it's not just your, your potential client, but it's also lawyers that can refer. And not just lawyers that can refer you other cases, but people in the legal industry, people in the legal aid space, people in the access to justice space, people in the legal tech space that, may, that you, can be, you can be drawn into in some way in your capacity as a lawyer. If you have something that you're passionate about, if you've discovered a really great way for client intake or for following up with a client, client service or process. We talked about legal project management. Is that something that you are really passionate about and that you have found a, a way to make it work in your everyday practice? Well, create a podcast just around that. Don't create a podcast on how to do a divorce because you're a divorce attorney. I mean, you, you can do that. But there are a lot of folks doing that out there. And then who are you appealing yeah, yeah, yeah. to, right? Who are, you, are you talking to the person that actually needs a divorce? Because <laughs> they're not listening to podcasts. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the other question. you got like a bunch of attorneys that's so very competitive in, especially like yeah. divorce, for example. Yeah, and exactly. And then think about, again, think about your audience. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing um, a complaint. Uh, <laughs> this was about a year ago. And someone said, yeah, I started a podcast. And, you know, it's, I looked at the analytics and there was only 30 downloads and then you know, six months later, I'm only down to like up to like 150 downloads. I mean, like, you know, I mean, what is that? Why is that worth my while? And then like, my response was 150 downloads. When do you ever get the opportunity on a weekly basis to address 150 yes. people? Excellent point. You know, sir. so if you, yeah, if you think about it that way, so yeah. Uh, yes. I think everybody wants to have like the big show, the big podcast, the big video. Yep. And like when it doesn't happen, like people don't realize that you're reaching 20, 30, 50, 100 people you haven't reached before. So that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So we finish with part two. Let's take a moment here. I'll look for my good pajama bottoms. You can listen to some more words from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with Tim Barron from Pro Bono Net. 
you feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours to attract new cases and to grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and to generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. Imagine billing day being the happiest day of the month instead of the day you dread. Nobody went to law school because they love drafting invoices for clients. At TimeSolve, our attorneys save on average over eight hours a month in billing work. That means more billable time and turning billing day into happy day. Learn more about how to get to your time and billing happy place at timesolve.com. That's www.timesolv, leave off the e.com. Remember, that's T-I-M-E-S-O-L-V dot com. Thanks for coming back again. I hope you enjoyed your muffaletta sandwich. I know I did. Now let's get back to our conversation with Tim Barron of Pro Bono Net, who's talking to me about podcasting. Wait, that can't be. We're podcasting right now. But it is. Tim, let's talk more about our hypothetical lawyer podcast. Let's do it. I think I know the answer to some of these questions, but like if you're a lawyer looking to launch a podcast, co-host or no co-host, guest or no guests, and scripted or unscripted. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) These are the fastballs now. These are the fastballs. Okay. I would say no co-host. If you are going to have a co-host, make sure that you are doing it together in person. Ah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that is. I think that is a great point. Yeah. It's really hard to do it, remote co-hosting. It just a co-hosting rarely works unless you're in sync. You have a really an ongoing relationship, or yes. you know, after that, you're in the same room so that you can sort of feed off of each other and learn about each other and read your cues. You know, your sort of physical cues. Yeah. Um, guests always. <laughs> I've um <laughs> I, I've listened to podcasts. I, I, I thought I thought so. <laughs> yeah, you know I've listened, I've listened to podcasts without guests, and what they do instead of having guests is they would bring in some anecdotes or bring in some snippets of interviews from other places or results of surveys and all that kinds of stuff. But that's a huge production lift, and most people don't have that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And in, yeah. in order to do that effectively, that takes some production, production time. So an expertise. Well, I guess that's the thing. I, I guess I'm assuming that this is just a one man show. Like somebody just wants to launch a podcast and they're not necessarily supported by engineering. Yeah, absolutely. So then definitely have a guess. What was the third one? Scripted or unscripted? Okay. Scripted or unscripted. Oh, oh, unscripted for sure. Uh, but unscripted doesn't mean that you... <laughs> doesn't mean you do nothing to prep. <laughs> yeah, yes. you have no preparation. <laughs> preparation is key. As a host, you have to have the format down. You have to have the technology down. You have yeah. to have the, all of the tools. You have to prep your your guest in advance. Look, this is the way, this is the format. This is the back and forth. Here is an example of a previous podcast that we did. Um, if you have some time, maybe you can listen to it. Are there some questions? You know, here are some of the questions I'm coming up with. Um, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, and then of course, it doesn't mean that you have to stick to that script. You can riff off of it, but it's good to have yes. um, folks because when you once the mic, you can have the, the most gracious and easygoing conversation with someone, but once you turn that mic on, 
even if it's on <laughs> if it's audio only, something happens and people freeze up. You know, so it's yeah, it's good to be prepared. Absolutely. Okay, so semi scripted. Yeah. Um, let's follow up on part of your answer to that last question. So, if I'm a hypothetical podcasting lawyer, do I try to market the show on my own, or do I try to affiliate myself with a podcast network of some kind? Like, I don't know, the Legal Talk Network? And I think the larger question, too, is like, how can lawyers fold the podcasting that they're doing into like a larger content marketing program? And I view you as like an expert on this topic, so I'm interested to hear your response. <laughs> so, I would, let me start with the latter, and uh, in terms of folding a podcast into a content marketing program, and oh, hell yes, of course you should. <laughs> um, this, look, your people like say content this and content that, but what do you are except like online, except a collection of the content that you produce, right? Whether it's a tweet or a blog post or a podcast. So yeah, you fold that this into your voice, right? Uh, and a way to do that is uh, if you have a blog, you every time you have a podcast, and I think uh, you guys do that over at the Legal um, Talk Network, every time you have a podcast, yeah. you do a write-up about it. Some people put the entire script on there or some people would have really detailed notes. And I'm like, you know what? No, don't do that. Don't go into all of that detail. Yes. But care enough to have a summary and maybe some pull out some of the links that maybe people talked about uh, that they reference in the podcast, but absolutely put it on on a blog on your show, on your website. Another place you can put it on your website, which I've seen done in a really beautiful and and productive way, is to create a podcast page on your site. And so gotcha. uh, when sometimes people would say, "Oh, did you hear about Jared's podcast?" Yeah, but, you know, I, they go and they're looking through your blog for a podcast. Give them an easy out and just have them click on the podcast tab on, yeah. on your, yeah. so they can see a list of, of your podcasts. I've known folks who went after they've added that page, their podcast downloads have gone up significantly just because people hmm. are starting, people go to that. And it's something to point people to. And, yes. you know, if you care about SEO and all that kinds of stuff, it's uh, SEO juice. It's, it's also really good for that. So. <laughs> Hmm. All right. This is good. Okay. So here's a good question for you, which I think you'll like. What podcast needs to exist, but doesn't yet? Not including like the 37 you probably have planned. Uh, see, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's almost a stumpy question. Yes. Even though you, <laughs> because you can say a podcast about podcasting, yeah, but I think we'll just fill that niche. You no, know, because you, you said this is a question I would like. But I, or maybe not. I, maybe I misjudged. <laughs> um, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of podcasts like I would like to see for my own use. Um, mm. You know, what, let me turn this around just a little bit. Yes. You, yes. you know what I would like to see? Make yourself feel comfortable. <laughs> a- answer the question you would like to be asked. Uh, what I would like to see is for someone, and I think I mentioned this to you before, Jack. I'd love to see someone create a, a podcast app where I can subscribe to episodes based on topics and guests. Mm. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's a cool idea. Right. So if instead of subscribing to uh, a podcast from a, a, a particular individual or a lawyer or whoever it may be, I would 
subscribe to whenever this topic appeared on any podcast or when Brian Stevenson or Jared appears on any podcast as a guest. Right. Yes. I, so yeah, that's a great idea. So, and the reason why I would like that because you sort of narrow down. I think. I think as a as a species, we are starting <laughs> to. Oh, we're talking about humanity. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we were going that direction. Go on. I think you're, I think <laughs> we have been exposed so much to all of this like fire hose of information that we're 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 done, and we're, yeah. we're starting yeah. to say we're starting to actually put aside things that we once thought were so important to and relevant and to our everyday existence and say, no, this actually mm. took away from the things that are really meaningful, the things that really have depth that we mm. can get into. And one of the reasons why I would like this is like all of a sudden you identify these three to five core things that you're interested in. And instead of subscribing to a podcast that cover that, but only once every 10 episodes, and then you waste trying to listen to it for the other nine. You know, it's such a we're, we're trying to to try to be more productive in the way we use our time to consume information. So, a long non-answer to your question is what <laughs> I would like to see um, the kind of application I would like to see built. No, that's that's even better. I asked you for a podcast. You created a whole new podcast application. I like what you did there. All right, my last question: You live in New York City. You love New York City, which I really can't get my head around. Like I have literal coyotes sleeping in my backyard, probably right now. So I'm not a, I'm not a Manhattan guy. So can you tell me why Manhattan doesn't suck? I Make me want to come down. I mean, so Jared, how much time do you have? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to keep it to like a minute. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it to a few seconds. But I, I do romanticize coyotes in the backyard. And that's something as that, you should. Uh, something I, they're delightful. Uh, something that I could I see pictures from Bob um, that Bob posts every now and then, and you said you live next to Bob, and it's just so beautiful. And I know like Carol and Mark, they live in New Mexico, and I want to go out there and visit, yeah. and just so beautiful, and I'd like to visit. But but I always love coming back to New York City. So I would say you said three things. So no car. Three things. I haven't. Well, that's yeah. That's I haven't owned a car is. in twenty almost twenty five years, and <laughs> if I never own another car, I would be very very happy. Uh, <laughs> no stove. I never cook. Oh really? Oh, that's fascinating. And you know, because you know, all you have to do is come out, walk downstairs, and there are bodegas, and there's everything that you need within a five block radius of where you live. Okay. And um, so I'm going to go from no no to positive which is the energy. I, I know, and I know that's the thing that a lot of people don't like about it, but I love that. And I think what people miss about the energy of New York is that you don't always have to be a part of it. You can just access it when you want to, but when you want to, it's right there. It's not a chore to get to, right? So it could be the shows, people, groups, restaurants, clubs, whatever, whatever is your interest, um, it's right there to access. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of, downsides to it but i mean for me the um the positives far outweigh yeah and i, I still love it so much that was very eloquent yeah. i really enjoyed that thank you that was beautiful <laughs> does it make does it make you want to move here that's a question no okay <laughs> <laughs> but i think i'll visit mm. with less of a cross look on my face i must say though that that everywhere else i visit just to, to wrap wrap this up it yes is 
the one thing I'm struck with New York is, you know, as a person of color, it, just being in a city that's so diverse, you forget yeah. what other parts of America look like um, and the experience of someone like me in those parts. So for me, that when I think about, before, when I was younger, I, was, I thought, where else in the United States would I want to live? And I had to think about mm. that, um, mm. about what would my experience be in this particular town. No, that's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to look at yeah. it. A lot of white people up here. Right? <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you come up, we can ride some coyotes. All right, let's do it, man. <laughs> that was really great. Like that was a, that was a much better, more eloquent, more beautiful answer than I anticipated. So that's a good that's a good note to end on. Well done. You made me not hate New York uh, for the next half hour. Uh, my, well, my job's my job's done. So as I just alluded to, we've reached the end of yet another episode of the Legal Toolkit Podcast. This was the podcast about podcasting, and we've been talking with Tim Barron of Pro Bono Net. Now, I'll be back on future shows with further insights into my soul, the soul of America, and the legal market. If you're feeling nostalgic for my dulcet tones, however, you can check out our entire show archive anytime you want at LegalTalkNetwork.com. So thanks again to Tim Barron of Pro Bono Net for making an appearance as my guest today. All right, Tim, now you can tell everybody how they can find out more about you and about Pro Bono Net. Just the best way to connect with me is via Twitter. You know, if you, uh, uh, which is Tim underscore Barron, B-A-R-A-N. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, I love just getting together, chatting, shooting the breeze of mutual interests um, and of which I have varied and um, <laughs> so you just connect with me on linkedin shoot me a message there i'll send you my cell number and then we could uh we could we could connect that way so yep i'd love to connect easily accessible you want to say anything about pro bono now yeah you know in at the start of this uh, podcast we talked about my journey here and when i when i started the podcast it was with the intention of not just learning about the space but but working in the space i felt like all of my the paths that I've been taking, all of these disparate paths in the legal sector was sort of uh, leading me into this access to justice space. Mm-hmm. And um, I joined Pro Bono Net last year, and it's just been just an amazing journey. Pro Bono Net is this a legal strategy and technology advisor to folks in the access to justice legal aid space to build the programs that would increase access to justice to um, and to be a strategic partner and ProBonoNet has been around for a about uh, 20 years or so and uh, I think we are celebrating our 20th anniversary this year and I do a lot of work within one of the programs which is Law Help New York and, uh, we, and, and a couple of other programs including something around elder justice and crime victims so it's for me it's just been just such a privilege and a joy to be able to do what I love doing and know that it's making a difference in people's lives. So if you want to find out more about uh, Pro Bono Net, it's probono.net. That's pretty easy. And <laughs> <laughs> Law Help New York, it's just lawhelpny.org. That's awesome. From the man who never drives anywhere, doesn't touch a stove, but yet is still doing God's work. Well <laughs> done, sir. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, Jared. So that was Tim Barron of Pro Bono Net. And thank you all out there for listening. This has been the Legal Toolkit Podcast, where beast mode is our only mode. Thanks for listening to Legal Toolkit, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. 
Join host Jared Correa for his next podcast covering the current business trends for law firms. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.